Amen. 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 That was, that was good. That was good. From dust our God created man. He is our God. The great I am. Amen. Amen. How y'all doing this morning? We're grateful to God for your presence here this morning, grateful that you've come our way, and we're grateful for another opportunity to worship the great God of heaven in spirit and in truth. Good to be here, 8 o'clock service, so good to see so many of your smiling faces. And if you're visiting with us this morning, we want you to know you're our honored guest, and that seat that you're sitting in has been reserved just for you. Uh, we're grateful that you're here, and we hope that you'll come back and fill it uh, as often as you would like. Our doors swing on welcome hinges, and so we welcome you here. And East Baltimore, we just expect you to be here. Amen? Amen. Keep uh, Brother Bethea in your prayers. I believe he's on his way back home. And uh, so we want to keep him in prayer. Uh, Brother Frazier will be coming our way for 11 o'clock service. I got to head down to Suitland and uh, do a little something down there. And uh, then prayerfully I'll be back. All right. But uh, again, it's good to uh, have an opportunity to preach the word of God to you this morning for the 8 o'clock service. Amen. All right. All right. So we might as well get to it. All right, uh, Ephesians chapter 5, and again, we're so grateful for all those who've labored thus far in their services and the singing and uh, leading us in the songs and in prayer and those who have been serving to ensure that uh, all things are in order. Grateful to you, grateful for you. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. And I know uh, we, 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 we read it together at 8 o'clock, don't we? Amen. So I, I guess I better get rid of it. I better act like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 5. And we're starting at verse 13 and reading through to verse 17. Y'all with me? Yes, all right. Ephesians 5 verse 13. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore, he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Amen. Amen. We're going to do some more reading in just a few minutes, but I want us to just sort of drink this in for a few minutes. Then we're going to read some more. Is that all right? There's a song. I don't expect many of y'all to know it, uh, but maybe some of y'all do. Amen. If you do, there's a song by the Lake folk singer, singer, Jim Croce. Y'all remember Jim Croce? Okay, that's good. Amen, amen. Uh, it contains a lyric 
that, that goes something like this. If I could save time in a bottle, the first thing that I'd like to do is to save every day till eternity passes away just to spend them with you. But there never seems to be enough time to do the things you want to do once you find them. I've looked around enough to know that you're the one I want to go through time with. Now, he was probably talking about spending some time with a female. But the lyrics suggest a desire to preserve, to suspend, to keep time stored up so that he could spend that time even into eternity with someone special. Now, I'd like to think that every Christian feels that way about Jesus. Amen. Amen. But the Apostle Paul has a warning here for all of us that we realize time is fleeting. And more specifically, the times are fleeting. Times, my friends, are constantly changing. This world is ever-changing. The attitudes and consequently the actions of man are changing. And Paul reminds us in verse 16 of our text that the days are evil. And so we must redeem the time. We need to realize that time is a precious commodity. Time spent over here is time lost somewhere else. Time spent doing this is time lost doing something else. A minute here, uh, an hour there, a day here, a week there, a month here, a year there, a few years here, a lifetime spent. And what have we done with our time? How have we used it? And some of us, myself included, could spend much of our time just pondering the answer to that question. But just as the song suggests, if we could save time, if we could gain time, buy it back and store it up, we'd use it more carefully. But would we cherish it more faithfully? Would we utilize it more earnestly and honestly and wisely? I want to take our message for today from the words of Paul in verse 16 and talk to you this morning about redeeming the time. Is that all right? Paul, in this exhortation to the church in Ephesus, is helping them to harness that inner quality of the Holy Spirit that will help them to accomplish two things, redeeming the time that God has given them and us and redeeming those things that their Christian walk demands. Is that all right? Now, now we're going to read a little bit more. Go with me to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. And it may seem like a lot, but it, it all flows together. We're looking at verses 14 through 21 of Ephesians chapter 3. Is that all right? Can we read this together? Ephesians chapter 3, starting at verse 14. For this cause, 
I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Now, we're not through, but I, I, I had to pause here. Now, Paul here elicits a prayer on behalf of all God's saints. Paul's prayer here is that as we redeem the time, as we use all that God has provided us, we understand, first of all, God's nature in us. That's verse 16. God's notice to us, verses 17 through 19. And God's nearness to us, that's verses 19 and the latter part and the verse 20. Amen. Then Paul gives us his exhortation. Now, he says in verse 1 of chapter 4, Therefore, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. Then he says, With all lowliness and meekness, with longsuffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Now, now we got some reading to do. Now, let's, let's look at this right here. Let's look at this right here. In verses 21, start at verse 21 and following. Look what he says here. Now, in chapter 4, verses 1 through 3, he talks to us about endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love. He's exhorting us to unity in this fellowship. A a amen. Y'all with me? Now, now, let's look at verse 21, still in Ephesians chapter 4, and let's keep going. Look what he says. Let's, let's read this together. If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus that ye put off concerning the former conversation of the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another." Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. 
Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Y'all probably, y'all probably said, now, brother, we ain't going to read no more, are we? But that was enough. That was a, that was a, that was a handful, wasn't it? Yes, sir. Paul is exhorting us to this unity, but he's helping us to understand that we're a new creature in Christ Jesus. So we're supposed to put off the old man and put on the new man. We're supposed to be displaying and manifesting things that exemplify that new man. And that is magnified by the spirit in the inner man. All right, is, is that all right? And now in chapter five, he says, be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. He says to walk in love in verse 2. He says to walk as children of light in verse 8. And that implies we have to have some light shining in us. Amen, somebody. And we ought to be displaying it and demonstrating it. And he says in verse 11 that we ought not have any fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove or expose them. You see, light exposes darkness, and darkness retreats from the light. Our light is supposed to reveal the darkness of the works of sin in others and reveal the fruits of the Spirit that are manifested in us. See, you don't have to show folk the works of the flesh they already know about, you need to show them the fruits of the spirit that they're unsure about. Amen, somebody. And we ought not assume that people know to do good if, if, they, if all they know is what they've been exposed to. How can they know they can do better and be better by seeing it first in the children of light? Is that all right? In verse 13, back in our text, Paul says, but all things that are reproved or exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. If we're children of light and we're reproving the works of darkness, we reprove them by our light. Does that make sense? See, if that light is in us, Paul is, is invoking us to spend our time, what time we have, even if it's just today, to reprove the unfruitful works of darkness by manifesting the light that is in us. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? See, see, the world does not know that they're in darkness. 
and, 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 and the world doesn't care that they're in darkness. Know why? Because they don't realize there's a light out there. And so what do they do? They keep on going about their business, doing whatever they do. They think whatever they think. They plot whatever they plot. They build whatever they build. They destroy whatever they destroy. They reap inhumanity upon inhumanity upon inhumanity upon one another. And what do we do? We as children of light ought to be exposing those works of darkness, reproving them for what they are and showing them not that we're aware of what they're doing, but showing them something that can counteract those things that we see them doing. First of all, they have to see themselves as something different than what they see. We've got to be manifesting that light that's in us. We have to be reproving their works of darkness by manifesting light through our works. Does that make sense? Uh, does that make sense? And so we ought to be spending our time revealing our light to a dark and sinful world. It's time now in this century, in this climate, in this society, for the children of God to speak out, to speak up, and to speak to the social and moral ills of our age. We need to vocalize the sins of our society, the chaos in our communities, the failures of our families, the plight of the poor and the destitute, and the moral decline of our culture. Now is the time. And we must redeem the time because these days are full of evil. And he says, all things that are reproved, revealed, exposed are made manifest by the light. And church, that light must come from each and every one of us. Amen, Amen somebody. Amen. We all have a job to do. And, and we ought to see the importance of our job because we see what's going on out here. Are we totally satisfied and happy with what's going on out here in the world? And do we truly, truly feel that we're powerless to do anything about it? What if, what if you were able to speak truth to power? Now, you know, I've heard that saying for years. I've never really understood what it meant. But in the Christian sense, I'd like to believe what it means is if you have a person who is manifesting what they believe is their power to destroy, to reap harm, to cause harm, to do evil, you have the ability to speak truth to that power. You can show them by your actions another way, a better way a way that's going to create harmony and peace and the absence of chaos. But we have to realize and understand that we manifest that power. We manifest that light. We manifest that truth that speaks to that power. Does that make sense? You know, if, 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 if the president had an advisor and I'm not knocking the president to this today. I ain't going to mess with him. But I'm just using him as an example. Is that all right? If he had an advisor who understood the truth, 
the, the, the truth, the, the, the truth, then maybe he might not be tweeting all the time. Maybe he might not be saying all these foolish things, upsetting folk and making them think that, that now uh, I thought you were my friend, but now you must be my enemy because you're talking all this trash to me, but you're cuddling up to somebody that we thought was the enemy. Now, if you're watching the news, something's going on out here in the world. Someone is not helping to speak truth to the power. We need to be, now, 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 now I know we, we, we do PowerPoint on the board, but sometimes we need to be pointing to the power. Amen. Is that all right? Amen. Uh, we, we need to be helping these folk on Facebook that once, upon, once in a while you got to get your face in the book. Amen. Is that all right? Amen. We have the power, but we don't. We may not have the time. Paul says... We need to redeem the time because the days are evil. And if we see and, and we're unsure and we're not happy with the darkness that is manifesting itself out here in the world, you and I need to realize we have the truth to speak to that power. Does that make sense to anybody? But when are we going to do that? We're going to wait until it doesn't make a difference? They press the button, here come the rockets, and all we can do now is huddle and hope and wait for the cataclysm and just be thankful, well, I'm saved, but what did we do with our time? Did we help somebody else to get saved? Did we help somebody else to see the truth? Maybe if we were doing our job, somebody might be more reluctant to press the button in the first place. And I'm not just talking here. I'm talking about the whole world. That's right. The church has to get busy, y'all. And it's got to start in our own homes, in our own communities, in our own cities, in our own states, in our own countries. We have to impact the world with the gospel. If we don't do it, who will? We may only have ourselves to blame for a holocaust. Did y'all hear what I said? We may only have ourselves to blame. God has placed us here to be the purveyors of that light. Amen. Amen. What are we doing with our time? Are we too focused on where we are and what we have or what we don't have? Shouldn't we be focusing our time on letting folks see that even with the little bit I got, I got everything because I got Jesus. And so can you. We have the power, but we need to realize that now is the time. See, redeeming the time also means remembering that the deeds of mankind, man's sinful deeds, needs to be exposed before it's too late. Now, back over there in Isaiah, You'll remember there in Isaiah chapter 6, Isaiah asked God, or uh, uh, in Isaiah 6 and 11, he asked him, now, now, now remember in verse 8 of Isaiah 6, he, uh, Isaiah, the, the Bible says, Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, 
Here am I, send me. But look at verse 11. He says, then I said, then said I, Lord, how long? And he answered, until the cities be wasted without inhabitant and the houses without man and the land be utterly desolate. He says, preach this word until there's no one left to preach it to. And there's a similar message in verse 14 of our text back in Ephesians chapter 5. He says, wherefore, he saith, awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead and Christ shall give thee light. He says we need to redeem the time because the people in the world are asleep. They're unwise. They're unknowing. And they're unable to discern the truth for themselves. Who's going to show them the light? And what makes us uh, assume that the sinners know what the saints know? Amen? Amen. Think about that. James 4 and 17 says, Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Well, what about those who don't know to do good? Paul says we must redeem the time to awake those that are asleep, to show them that the Bible says in Romans 3 and 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And in Romans 6, 23, that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God. Is anybody showing them the gift? You know, the gospel is the gift that keeps on giving. Did y'all know that? See, this, this is one gift, man. They, they, they will not want to return if you give it to them. But we need some light bearers. We need some torch bearers. And we need to be redeeming the time because the days are evil. Amen. Walking in the darkness of sin has a penalty. And the penalty is death. Spiritual death and eternal separation from God. The time is now for the church to redeem the time, to help the world arise from the death of sin, that Christ can give them the light and the way to eternal life. You and I have work to do. In verse 15 of our text, Paul tells us there, see then that ye walk circumspectly or carefully, not as fools, but as wise. We also need to redeem the time to observe our walk, our attitude, our perspective. How can we adjust this world if we don't take the time to readjust ourselves every day? You know, sometimes, I'm not a computer person, but, but sometimes you got to reboot. Maybe, maybe you had a rough morning. And before that rough morning turns into a rough afternoon, you might have to reboot. Amen, somebody. Uh, you might need to go into your little prayer closet. You, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, on your job or in your cubby hole or wherever it is. Take a walk and reboot. Renew. Restore, regenerate, so that you can continue to manifest that light. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if, you, if we look at ourselves and our Christian walk mm -hmm. and the word of God as our generator, see, we got to go back to the source every so often. Amen. 
and get that thing cranked up again so that our light will be renewed, so that that light can be revealed. So we have to take the time to examine ourselves. How can we be lights in the world if our lighters are dimming, if our bulbs are flickering? We have to renew ourselves daily. And sometimes for some of us, it's minute by minute. Maybe you go into a job tomorrow where you, you know everybody there ain't Christian and they ain't acting Christian. And it's bad enough that they ain't Christian, but it's even worse when they don't act Christian. They, 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 they don't greet you with a hello. They greet you with, a, with something else that you don't need to hear. Everything that comes out their mouth just singes your ears. Their activities, the stuff they talk about, the stuff they're listening to, the stuff they're watching, the stuff they're hearing, the stuff they're absorbing. It's horrible. And we got to deal with that, some of us, every day. Some of us need to stay in our prayer closet every day because we know when we talk about the days being evil, help me somebody, you're just surrounded by it. But see, if your light is growing dim, guess what? It adds to the darkness around you. Think about that. Darkness means the absence of light, but for them, it's the absence of sight. See, they don't know that they're wrong, and they don't care. But if, because, so their darkness comes from the absence of sight, the absence of them knowing that they're doing things contrary to God's word. Our darkness is the absence of light. We let our bulbs burn out. We let our light blow out. We let our lights dim so they don't shine as brightly. That's why rejuvenation is necessary. That's why Bible class is necessary. Amen. Amen. That's why personal study is necessary. And don't you know, whenever you sit down with somebody and you're sharing your faith with them, man, can't you just feel the light, the power just flowing through you? Can't you just feel your, your, yourself rejuvenating? Because you're talking about my Jesus. You're talking about his life. You're talking about his death. You're talking about his burial. You're talking about his glorious resurrection. You're talking about the church. You're talking about salvation. You're talking, speaking out against sin and speaking for the righteousness of God. That ought to make you feel good. Amen, Amen somebody. When you're in your office, in your cubicle, and you're singing one of them hymns, and somebody listening, I ain't never heard that song before. They don't play that on 92Q, so they over there listening. What is that song? What is it you singing? Oh, I'm going to teach it to you. There is a name I love to hear. What's the other part? I love to hear it. Yeah, it sounds like music in my ear. The sweetest name on earth. Oh, how I love Jesus. It could be any song. But, but just the fact that it's on your lips. See, some folk get attracted to that light. And in the midst of what it is and all the other mess that they're dealing with and involved in, somewhere in the course of their day, they get exposed to a little bit of light in the darkness of their world. We need to be redeeming the time because how much time do they have? And if we don't do our job, their time is running out. But so is ours. So we need to redeem the time 
because the days are evil. Paul says we need to make certain that we're living the example and showing our friends and neighbors and family members that we're walking the straight and narrow path. They'll never do it unless they see us doing it. They'll never obey it until they see us obeying it. They'll never submit to it until they see you and me submitting to it. He says in verse 13, 15, to see to it, do it, and take advantage of every opportunity, every moment, every instance, to show the world your children of light. You're walking in the light, and you're allowing your light to shine and be manifested in the lives of all that you and I encounter. Are we allowing our light to shine? Are we redeeming the time in the midst of this evil and cruel world to take that time to show folks the light of the Lord? He says to walk circumspectly. He means be careful, be cautious, and be mindful of how you live. He says don't live foolishly, but wisely. Live like there's no tomorrow, but live like you know there's a tomorrow. Did you hear what I said? See, live like there's no tomorrow, but live like you know there's a tomorrow. See, some of us could leave this earthly plane tomorrow and still may not have a hope of heaven. But those who are walking in the light as children of light have a promised tomorrow. Jesus says in John 14 and 3, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there you may be also. Redeem the time that you have. Redeem it for those who need to see your light in their world. Redeem it for this world that you can take advantage of every opportunity to awaken those who are lost in the darkness of sinful slumber and redeem it for yourselves that you don't waste the time that you have. The days are evil. And Paul says in verse 17, Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Redeem the time, not only for your activity, but for your understanding. And for others, redeem the time that the Lord's will might be done in your life and the lives of others. My friends, this time may be all that we have. Yesterday's time has already been used up. Tomorrow's time is not promised. And today's time is passing even as we speak. How are you walking today? Whose light are you manifesting today? You know, with all the pain and suffering that's going on in the world, I realize we're dealing with some pain and suffering too. But we have the truth of God's word in us. Amen. That ought to give us reason to rejoice, even in the midst of our own personal issues. Paul still says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. We need to be stronger lights in the world. Has the light gone out? Is it dimming in your life? The light for this world is dimming. Yeah. 
as we speak. Amen. If you're reading the papers, if you're watching the news, if you're just driving down the street and seeing how folk are living, you got to know we ought to be redeeming the time because the days are evil. If you're here and you're a member of the Lord's church, we need to rejuvenate ourselves. We need to organize ourselves. We need to invigorate ourselves to manifest that light that we know is in us. Amen. Amen. Through the indwelling of that Holy Spirit, we need to tap into that power and allow that power to be magnified and glorified in all of our activities. Why? Because a world out there that's dying in darkness of sin needs to see it. And it's only going to come from us and from God's word. And if you're here and you've been listening and you're not a member of the Lord's church, if you found any truth in what I've said, all the time you have really is right now. All you got is right now. It's this time, this moment, this opportunity to come to Jesus. Why don't you take this time to consider his word? Come hearing and believing his gospel. Come repenting of your sins. Come confessing him as Lord. Come and be baptized for the remission of your sins. He can wipe that slate clean today. You can come out of that watery grave of baptism, a new creature in Jesus Christ, and you can begin your walk down this path of life with the light of the Holy Spirit inside of you. And you can learn what you must do to take hold of that light, to use it and glorify God in the living of your days. Whatever time you got left, you can spend it glorifying God. Is that all right? If such is your desire, why don't you take advantage of it while you have time? That time is now. Why don't you do it right now as we together stand and sing? 